What would you say to someone if they just asked the question, like, I'm trying to lose weight, what's the first thing I need to do? Your calorie need is based on your age, your height, your weight, the amount of energy you expend. And okay. if you don't expend much energy in a day, you don't need many calories. Really, most people that are overweight usually don't eat that much. It's what they're eating. Right. Instead, eat a huge meal yeah. of healthy food, and now you're gonna eat a lot less yeah. of the unhealthy options. So you just have to also increase the amount of healthy mm -hmm. food. If you're listening to this podcast and you really wanna lose weight and you haven't known what to do, So for those that don't know, you're a, would you say fitness coach? Is that a fine way? Personal trainer? Yeah. Personal um, trainer is the technical term, but yeah. I like coach. I like prefer coach. coach. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, coach. Well, uh, so what got you, has this been a lifelong plan of yours or when did you get into this? So, I mean, I definitely, would, I've always played like sports growing up, soccer. I did, uh, in high school, I did baseball, basketball, wrestling. Um, and as I mentioned to you before we were on here, I've got a brother that's 14 years older than me. So when I was really young, him and my dad would work out in our basement. I'd get my little, you know, workout gloves on my five pound weights. And so there was always, you know, an affinity for it and just getting in shape and stuff. But then, uh, I had a friend in high school, his dad was a bodybuilder and he kind of took us under his wing when we were 16, started teaching us how to work out and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we got our own equipment and, uh, I just kind of fell in love with it from there. Really started out as want to be better for sports. And then eventually it was like, actually, I like this better than a lot of the sports. So, um, really got into it. And then I don't know, I, I couldn't tell you exactly when I decided I'm going to be a trainer. I think it was more, I found out like it was like the realization came that, oh, I, I could be a trainer. Like this mm -hmm. is a way I could have a career in this. Cause I think I just started looking for jobs out of high school, like at a gym. I'm like, I just know I'd like to be at a gym and I'm thinking desk job, something like that. And one of the gyms I applied at, they're like, so do you want to be a trainer? I was like, well, yeah, but I don't have my certification. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. Like you can, you can get it and you know, you can start being a trainer here. And I'm like, what? So it just kind of happened mm. like that. And, and it was where I ultimately wanted to get. And how long ago was this? That was 2015. Wow. So it's been okay. a while. Um, but I was already training friends and some family members just casually. Like I, I just, I wanted everybody to do it. You know, it's yeah. like all my friends, we'd go to, I don't know. So you obviously know UJU. Mm -hmm. So we'd go to Bob Jones University Music Festival with our school. And they had the workout facility. And so, you know, I'd get like a whole posse of guys and we'd go over there and work out and I'm showing them how to work out and stuff. And so I just really always enjoyed it, showing other people how to do it. But yeah, once I became a personal trainer, um, never stopped. So I've been doing it since. So when did you really, so were you doing this when you met your wife or you guys got married? Like this is all she's known is you doing this as your job or have you done other things as well? So when we met, I was um, a youth pastor as well at Marymount Community Church in Pontiac, Michigan. Um, thank you. And uh, I was doing that part-time. It was kind of a, you know, full-time commitment, but <laughs> part-time pay. And uh, so doing that and then the personal training, 
in person on the side. I kind of, I was kind of just on the back end of doing some house flipping stuff with some people as mm. well. So I wasn't really, you know, I was just kind of more the the, the workhorse. Work. Yeah. yeah. So it, you got to start somewhere though. Yeah. Well, and that's you learned a lot. I'm sure. Right. And that's kind of how it's worked for a lot of those types of things for me is you start by just being around the people who are doing what you want to do. So, and then, uh, kind of got out of that though. It just was a lot mm. on, on top of everything else. So, um, I also, you, as you know, uh, Clayton mm -hmm. was doing the dog sitting. I did mm -hmm. get into the dog sitting a little bit too. Clayton got me into it. So I was doing that. I, that was actually, it was pretty profitable. So did you help the dogs work out too? You know, I didn't, but there work. actually was like a, you could get, they had all these different like certifications you could get and that was like a real thing no it's not there's like massaging exercising dogs like all these like, my dog would love like you grooming you know you feel so, so forgotten about more, right now but ever since the baby my dog feels i think abandoned oh, <laughs> like really? no we try to love her but it's you, you gotta know. put on lady in the tramp for her oh yeah is that the uh <laughs> that's a good point i never thought about that we put on uh so there's like dog tv on youtube which is pretty much just like woodland animals like squirrels and birds and yep. we'll put that on when she leaves and we'll come back and she's she's you know like an 80 pound german shepherd <laughs> just laying on the couch just looking at these squirrels and oh, i'm gonna have to it. see a picture we have a german shepherd too so do you yeah, yeah i'll show you a picture you got in a, a, a german shepherd and then a hound mix he's like three different hounds but um yeah that's uh that was uh another little side gig thing so that i i enjoyed that it was good but again same thing like once once i was with my wife that's really sweet i like his uh his dark face yeah, yeah she's a she's a like Her a two-tone yeah that's cool we've got a long hair german shepherd oh couldn't do it with the hair yeah, well, they actually, so it's actually why we got it. And really? I convinced my wife of this. When I was dog sitting, I watched two long-haired German Shepherds, and I was petting them, and I'm like, there's, like, no hair. What's going on? So I asked them about it. Long-haired German Shepherds don't have an undercoat, oh. so they don't shed like normal short hair do. Huh. So they actually shed less than... The short hair ones. Oh, what a but. pretty baby. Yeah, she's really cool. I had she's a good dog. Interesting. Shepherds are great. And they still shed, but you, not nearly. Yeah, and, not, like, you know, because like, it'll be times when you're, like, it comes in bulk with Athena. Like, she won't shed much. Yeah. Yep. And then she's shedding, you know, going into summer, mm -hmm. shedding her winter coat, and it's just like. Glad we don't do that. Just tuffs off of her butt up here. Like, you could just like, grab it yep. and just pull it. Yeah. It's just like a <laughs> like chunk. I'm like, how are you not bald? Like that right happened now? to us. We'd be like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Major. It is <laughs> funny. She had a uh, bump on her butt, which I don't know why I'm sharing this, but it is funny. She had a, <laughs> like, and it was, it was, so we had to check it out, see if it was cancerous. And basically then it, like, yeah. one night or one morning we woke up and it just, like, exploded with, like, you know, blood and, you know, ooze and stuff all over our floor. And so it was fine, but they had to shave her down to get the sample. So she had this, like, big, just. Bald spot. Bald, big bald spot right in there, and she looks so <laughs> stupid. I tell her that every day. I'm like, Athena, you look terrible. I just want you to know that. It's not a good look for uh, you, honey. That's funny. I don't think she knew what I was talking about. But Probably not. No. Anyway, so, so dog walking, that's exciting. Yep. So and did then, that. How, um, did so you, how many people do you think you've trained at this point? I don't know. That's actually a good question. I don't keep track. But I Try to ask good questions. Um, I don't even know. So I don't like even... over under. So let's say over under 50. I would say over 50. Over under 100. 
I, probably around there, maybe, I would think. I don't know. And then It's so hard to know. So yeah, walk us through it. What sticks out in my mind are like clients that I trained for a good amount of time, mm -hmm. you know, people who have walked in the door and have, you know, done sessions. There's a been lot. a ton, you yeah. know, I've, I've trained a ton, especially when I was at the gym for, there was a probably, I think five year period where I was working out or training from a gym. Mm -hmm. So during that time, they were just, they, we had a good system where, you know, somebody comes sign up and they'd say, Hey, you get a free consultation. Here's your trainer. And so I was getting calls constantly for, Hey, I got this free consultation. So then that was my opportunity to just show them the equipment, show them how things worked and try to just see, would you be interested in doing Is that some something training? that you've so. continued to do now that you're on your own is giving people free consultations or like how, did you find that helpful or just a big waste of time? Cause no, it was very helpful. There's definitely a lot of people who they didn't, uh, you know, <laughs> I would give them the free consultation, not even like a specific workout. It's like I'd show them like a few exercises and then they, they'd be like, all right, I got it from here. They'd come in like week after week doing, doing the what? same exact exercise. I'm like, oh no. But uh, no, I think overall it was a good system. It worked well for people to get a little glimpse of what it was, see the value. Mm. Um, I did have to kind of protect myself in a way of recognizing a lot of people aren't going to do yeah. anything with it. So I can't just like invest all my time into somebody who, you know, might not end up. So I had to just shorten it. Like, I'm going to give you an overview, a quick overview. This is how stuff works. You can definitely come to me with questions, nice. but it helped in that setting because I knew, I didn't feel like I had to get them right then yeah. to commit to anything because I knew they're coming back in the doors and I'm going to mm -hmm. be here. And if I build this relationship now, show them, Hey, I'm here to answer your questions. Next time they're in the gym, they're going to come to me and say, hey, how do you use this thing again? How do you do that? Mm. And some people might get, you know, annoyed by that. But I didn't mind it because I'm still helping people. And then I did have plenty of people who would be, you know, I'm actually considering this. And so then we would kind of go from there. So nice. um, I had a lot of uh, the first gym I was at didn't go so well. They... I was supposed to be an independent contractor, like self-employed, but they kind of tried to run everything and yeah. they just were a little bit too handsy. Yes. So the gym I ended up at, sorry, you're good. The gym I ended up at, they, um, they were definitely way more, you can kind of do it how you want. So, so I could work with people and I would kind of meet people where they were at. Nice. So that, that worked fairly well and it went, it went well. So COVID closed that gym down mm. and that would have been the same year my wife and I got married it was 2020. So, you know, obviously bad timing. I wasn't doing the dogs anymore. My gym closes down. <laughs> like a better term, <laughs> bad timing. <laughs> and, uh, not ideal. Yeah. yeah, definitely not ideal. Unlucky. It, so. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it was, so is that what prompted you to kind of just go on your own? Yeah, so she um, she had a – so at the time we thought a really good job, <laughs> but it ended up things didn't go so great. But she got another job that's really great. But either way, you know, at the time it was kind of like, well, she's got a pretty flexible job. And ultimately the goal would be 
you know, obviously for her not have to work as much yeah, and sure. for my business to grow. So we kind of, we discussed it and I had done lots of research already on the idea of like online, mm-hmm. lots of research on, you know, just online marketing and website and like all those different things that go through your mind when you start getting the ideas. So that had kind of, those wheels had been turning for a while. I actually even, uh, <laughs> to my shame, gave a coach, an online coach, you know, half my bank account. Like when I was probably, I don't know, I was probably only two or three years into like the in-person training. Mm-hmm. And so I was already thinking about it at that point. And I kind of bought into one of the, you know, click funnel, go down the, yeah. go down the funnel and then, oh, I can schedule a call with them and do that. Yeah. And, you know, it's like my first introduction to that. And so I kind of got got, but, um, so yeah, the wheels were always kind of turning with that. I did even do, um, when COVID had hit, I did some just very Excel sheet workout stuff, keeping up with some of my clients that yeah. I was training. Um, you know, obviously didn't know there was no like real structure to it of how things would run sure. and all that. But so, yeah, it, it kind of provided us the opportunity to go, okay, I can kind of try this, see what happens. And, um, you know, worst case, there's always you, any, you can always get a job at any point. It, yeah. So in this, in this economy, especially. Yeah. So talk to me about, so there's a couple things I wanted to talk about today. So, yeah. Uh, in America, obviously, obesity is a big issue. Um, <laughs> we can talk about the why behind that. Um, but also, there's so many fad diets. There's so many, um, you know, obviously, I'm a bigger dude. It's funny about me. I have, like, no fat anywhere else on my body except for my stomach. And it's so stupid. If it was just, like, spread out, dude, I would look amazing. <laughs> but I have, like, no fat on my arms. Like, none. And it's like my belly's like, Bwah! everything's right there. Anyway, pet peeve. But so like, I know that I've gone through cycles of like losing a bunch of mm-hmm. weight, you know, um, well, not recently. I used to, no, but like recently we, we just maintained the uh, solid, solid state. But um, what do you think of fad diets? What do you think, like, what do you think of, you know, Whole30? What do you think of like those 30-day programs? Um, and then... What would you say to someone if they just asked the question, like, I'm trying to lose weight. What's the first thing I need to do? So I guess I asked yeah. you two questions. Yeah. So we can talk about either first. For sure. Um, so I guess I'll tackle the the first, the second question first of what the first thing they need to do is. I think the first thing is you just need to, you don't you don't need to hop on a specific, like, extreme diet or, um, you know, immediately go look for something to spend money on. I think we, we kind of go, okay, what product can I buy? What, mm-hmm. what gym membership, you know, can I get, what can I, what can I do to make this happen? Really? If you haven't been doing anything, just even little, a couple small things are going to make a difference, but you have to just be consistent with those couple small things. So the first thing I'll do is with clients at least is I'll show them, Hey, here's, here's the amount of calories you're taking in. Here's what you would need to hit to lose this much or lose that much. Mm. So, you know, I'll try to figure out what's a rough goal for you. Okay. Here's the calories you'd have to eat each day to get to that point. Mm. And, and so that's just kind of eye opening to see, because most people just have no clue. I don't even, 
I'm a trainer and I know what a lot of calories are in certain foods, hmm. but unless I'm really being conscious about it, at the end of the day, if you ask me how many calories you get, I might be able to get a close guess, but there's probably days where I could have ate a thousand more calories than I thought I did. So yeah. it's really hard to tell. Um, and so once you, you know that, I think that's the first step to go, okay, I'm aware of that now. So I'm going to be just a little more conscious of mm. during the day, eh, this, this thing I'll probably pass on. It's a little higher in calories. So just those small changes. Um, some people, everybody's a little different and this, uh, this will kind of go into the discussion with the fad diets too, but some people need just like, Hey, just cut your sugar in half and like, start with that. Yeah. Like just everything you eat that has sugar, just cut it in half or like something like that, yeah. where it's just a Broad, very hard, fast yeah, rule guideline. This yeah. is what you need to do. You're going to get results. Yeah. Um, but even for people who you could just say like, Hey, minimize it, like do less, mm -hmm. you're going to get results. Add into that a little bit of exercise of any kind, really. Mm. Like, just talk walking. Yeah. Hey, you know, walk an extra ten minutes each day, or track your start tracking your steps. Get you know, if you got a smart watch, look at your steps, see what you average, try to increase it by a thousand. You're going to start seeing results. So little things like that to start are really it's just getting started is yeah. the start. Doing anything, and so. There usually there does need to be some sort of commitment. It doesn't have to. It's not though. I think we we think it's like a product I gotta get or a diet I gotta get on or a specific. What's the solution yeah. to weight loss? Yeah. Well, the solution to weight loss is move more. And I don't even say eat less. I say eat better because mm -hmm. really most people that are overweight usually don't eat that much. It's what they're eating. Right. They're eating foods that are super high calorie. A lot of times they don't even feel f that full. Mm. They're not like typically just eating till they're stuffed at every single meal all day long. Yeah. Usually they're eating things, they're snacking a lot. Yeah. They're eating things that are just super, super high calorie. Don't really fill you up though. Is calorie the, so uh, is calorie the issue or is it like sh sugars or saturated fats or carbs? Like, mm -hmm. cause I know I've heard a lot of different debates on you know high calories fine as long as it's healthy like food so you know if you have turkey you know chicken um stuff like that that is a leaner meat yep. right or versus you know you could eat something that's a thousand calories of like potato chips versus a thousand mm -hmm. calories of meat mm -hmm. you're going to be equal in the total calorie amount right but it's going to be one's going to be completely different for your body than the other so does that make sense yeah so you're not going to eat a thousand calories of meat that's the thing. Right. Okay. Because when you eat something that is healthier and low calorie, um, has less sugar, has less, you know, all the, all the things that are what we think of the main problem, you're going to have a very hard time hitting those calories. So at the end of the day, mm -hmm. yeah, you could still put on weight eating a super clean diet, but you are going to be. You'd have to eat a ton. You would have oh, to I eat get it. Right, so right. much. You would be so stuffed. Right. Because you could eat how like how many calories are in like an average just like piece of chicken? Like if you just made an average piece of chicken, if you just uh, had a guess. I mean, I know it's not. Yeah, big, but I'd probably say so. Like if you ate, are you talking like a, a whole breast? Like sure. 
Yeah. So like if you ate like a, let's just say like eight ounces of chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I would say there's probably about, I'm not good at math, but um, probably like 100 calories. Okay. And so that's the thing. It's like there's like 100 calories grams of protein in, all, in a very filling piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. And there's like 180 calories in a bag of Doritos. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're you're going at right now yeah. in a little bit. It's like, yeah. you know, you could get, you could be full, get protein, 100 calories, and you'd have to eat a butt ton of chicken yeah. to get to the caloric Right amount of just going like three bags of Doritos. Yeah, you'd be stuffed, yeah. and so that's one of the that's one of the factors. The sugar, yeah, the sugar's bad. Guys, we broke it. Oh, Go ahead. Is this a first? Yeah, it's a first, bro. You yes. know, whatever. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, we can cut it, or we can keep it in as a blooper. Sometimes those are good too. <laughs> um, I'll wait till you get it back. Out. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was I've I've been fiddling with it a lot this morning. For those that don't know, it is. Uh, we started the podcast at 7 a.m. this morning. This is by far the earliest we've ever done a show. And I feel like we're doing pretty good so far. Yeah. I feel like people have no idea. Yeah. So coffee. We'll see. You can ask them if they Free promo. Tell. The Dylan England Show broadcast brew coffee. It will give you the caffeine you need without making your stomach hurt. Yeah. Um, It'll help you do these early morning early morning podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. Or early or morning s- workouts. Or early morning workouts while listening to an early morning podcast. There you go. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, sorry. So uh, calories. So yes, yeah. yeah, sugar sugar definitely plays a role. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to be calories in versus calories out. So, um, you could yeah you could theoretically put on weight eating fully healthy. You could also lose weight eating complete junk. Yeah. But you'd have to be in a calorie deficit. You're going to feel like complete junk, though. So what you put in, you know, you are what you eat, right? Yeah. So um, you're not going to be healthy if you're eating strictly sugar as, like, you know, 70% of your diet. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're going to put on weight. It's it's the calories. Mm. Most likely you will because you're probably going to overeat calories very easily. And then, yeah, add in the activity factor, that plays a big role. So if you're a super active, this is why people go, ah, you know, it's no fair. Like this person has such good genetics. They can just eat whatever they want and they don't put on weight. Well, they're also in the gym five times a week. They're, they're very active. It doesn't mean they're healthy. If, if that's their diet and they're not eating a good portion of healthy foods. Now, likely they are, their regular diet probably is fairly healthy and then you know, they occasionally will have what they I don't want. know, Ben. I was growing up. I mean, I'm the kind of dude. I do. So do you think, though, genetics play a part in your health? Very little. I mm. We were just having a conversation last night, actually. One cool. of my friends. Um, Let's debate this. I think it's, I think it's very little because um, I wouldn't say I have great genetics, but I think that they can definitely – make it tougher. I think that it can put you, you know, at a disadvantage a little bit. But the reason I, I kind of put it in quotes is because let's just say if you're, if your, um, metabolism is a little slower, your, your need is also a little less for the calories that you need. And so theoretically, like you should be able to eat what you're Explain that. So, so if your metabolism is less, your body need like a slower metabolism, your body needs less food. Yeah. So like your calorie need is based on your age, your height, your weight, 
and the amount of energy you, you expend. And okay. if you don't expend much energy in a day, you don't need many calories. So metabolism, I guess it'd be a good definition to define your metabolism mm -hmm. to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. So if you, so let's say you exert energy. Let's say you have skinny dude and a fat dude mm -hmm. for whatever. And they both exert the same amount of energy through the day, yep. right? Yep. But the skinny person's metabolism is burning food at a faster rate, even if they're exerting the same amount of energy or they've both exerted the same amount of energy, regardless of how fast their metabolism is moving. Yeah. So it's, it's the amount of, or it's the amount of calories that you burn while at rest. Like you're not, mm. you're not moving, you're not doing anything. Okay. How much do you burn without doing anything zero. today? I burn zero. So. <laughs> yes. I burn negative five. But the thing is, is the bigger factor to me than the genetics, because I guess like where I, this is kind of where I was going with it yeah, is yeah. if we took those two people that one is skinny, one is overweight, their activity level is going to determine that number. Right. Not necessarily. And yeah, your weight will once you get there, but how did mm. you get there? So like if we took two people who had started at the same place, you know, yeah. theoretically, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. not babies, but like two adult people who were in the same place sure. and they're both the same weight, same everything they're going to be very similar. Even if they're genetic, this guy's got way better, you know, genetics naturally than this person. It's not going to be that much different. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to play that big of a role. What's going to come down to is how active does this guy decide to be? How active does this guy decide to be? How, how are they eating? How are they eating? Yeah. What things are they eating? Those types of things are going to ultimately really impact sleep. You know, how yeah. much sleep are you getting? Those things are going to majorly impact that metabolism. Yeah. And so, but you can switch that like that mm -hmm. if you add those things into your life. And, and the same goes like, it's often thought that as you age, your metabolism slows down. Um, it's been shown it doesn't really slow that much as mm -hmm. you age. It's that you're less active yeah. as you age. Yeah, and all those I agree other with that. I do agree that a lot of people use the fact that maybe genetically they weren't as, I mean, like, you know, growing up, if you are a big kid, just naturally, mm -hmm. and you're the same diet of a kid who had a six pack, it, it's kind of a little demoralizing. You're like, I, right. like yeah. we do the same workouts at gym class. We mm -hmm. eat about the same thing. My parents eat me and I'm struggling with weight right. and you're shredded. Right. You know, and I think over time it evens out. Like it comes back to haunt those people that never had to really work yeah. for it. But I do think a lot of people like blame their soma metabolism for their weight. And, yeah. and I think that's what you're getting at is yeah. it's not you know, I think we'd both agree some people are genetically put on weight easier than others, some people, but um, it's not an excuse to be like, oh, I just have a slow metabolism, you know, no, especially if you're not working out, you're not doing anything, you're just sitting there munching on Doritos. It's like, well, actually, it's not your metabolism that's the problem. Right. It's the fact that you haven't had chicken in 18 years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and additionally, think of all the people who were overweight and now are in great shape. Mm. Did their metabolism just like flip a switch on its own. No, it got better because of life decisions yeah. and the things they chose to do. You can become a fat burning machine yeah. even if you never were before. Yeah. Okay. And the ways you do that are by doing the correct things, getting proper sleep, exercising, eating protein, getting enough protein in your diet. Protein causes your metabolism to speed up. It also will help you put on muscle. The more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism burns. So all those things play a role. I think it's every pound of muscle that you have burns. Uh, I'll have to look it up, but I believe it's like an extra hundred calories or something. Wow! Like in your metabolism, like just at That's rest. That's huge. So every pound of muscle you put on, it's burning 
a extra amount of like calories. You put on ten pounds. It of might muscle. be more than one pound of muscle. That's what it is. I think it's. It might be like every four pounds or something. But still, still like that's every bit of muscle. The point is, every bit of muscle you put on, mm. you're burning more calories without doing a thing. Mm. So, you know, there's there's ways to increase your metabolism, even if it is slow. So you are at a disadvantage technically if your metabolism is slow, it's yeah. going to be harder. Yeah. But you still, you don't have an excuse as far as it doesn't mean you just are stuck there and yeah. you can still get to that place. It's, it'd be like somebody who's never ran a marathon before mm -hmm. and they, they don't run at all being like, well, I can't run a marathon because I'm, I'm disadvantaged compared to the guy who runs all the time. It's like, well, sure, because yeah. you're not running. But yeah. you, if you get to the point where you take the steps to run and work up to the endurance, mm. you'll be able to do it too. And then it'll be easier as well for you. Yeah, so. I think it's a really encouraging way to look at it for a lot of people. I think a lot of people, I mean, me included to some degree, like, dude, I was, well, I, I've always been a big kid, big kid. And then, and so I was a huge basketball player. Mm -hmm. Then in junior high, I think you can get away with kind of being fat in junior high because you're still growing. But then I realized, wait a second, I can't be good at the sport if I'm fat. Like we gotta, we gotta make some changes. Do you, do you have you ever heard of P90X? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in like tenth grade, um, someone my parents bought P90X for me for Christmas. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Right. Did it ninety days straight. Mm -hmm. Ninety days straight. Dropped like thirty pounds. Mm -hmm. My my BMI or my body fat percentage was like nine percent mm -hmm. ten like which i think is pretty yeah, good yeah yeah that's very good um and just a athlete athlete you know mm -hmm. so like there was a time in my life that i'm like okay it's possible and then slowly over time you become sedentary mm -hmm. you st sit a lot for your job your stress yep. sleep and it is funny watching like you know obviously i'm a big dude the podcast listeners know i'm a big dude and like looking back on why mm -hmm. you know why am i a big dude you're like well i'm stressed mm -hmm. you stress eat you don't sleep good yeah. You sit a lot and it's just like a lot, the average American, me included, has created this just perfect environment right. to be unhealthy. Yeah. And so, um, and you know, we're slowly like I uh got a buddy we've been working out the past three weeks consistently. And dude, I can't even tell you the the feeling, like just like what working out consistently does, like 30 minutes of activity a day, mm -hmm. lifting, how much better you feel, how less oh, yeah. stressed you are. Um, it is incredible just what you said, just doing something because mm -hmm. we're working out at minimum, like we're lifting three days a week. Okay. Yeah. Which is three days more than I was lifting beforehand. Oh yeah. So that's a, it's a lot. 300% in, I don't know how, what the percent, you know, that's <laughs> not a, quite, but yeah. It's a massive in, increase of right. what I was doing previously. Sure. And, um, in the past I'd be frustrated. I'm like, why should we work out seven days a week? I'm like, <laughs> no, actually three days is a heck of a lot better than zero. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but I was just it's diminishing I, return. To yeah. Every every extra day you add in, it's not like a 300% increase. So three days is honestly, that's like optimal. That's, huh. that's what I put for a lot of people. Going to be ripped soon, days. guys. Just get ready for it. Yep. Stay not tuned. Not going to know what you, it is funny, dude. I'll watch the podcast and I'll be like, bro, I'm so fat. I am like, I'll look back on it. I'm like, I got to lose the light. weight. It's the lighting. I know we got to, we got we to change the camera angle. So yeah. like the, the, the table comes to here. <laughs> So you have no idea. And, you know, or we could just hike our pants up so it looks like it. It's like a dating app, right? When everyone just shows their profile yeah, here. Right. You're like, I'm 6'2", right. 180. And then you yeah. show up, you know, <laughs> you haven't updated your profile in 10 years. Yeah. That'd be, I never did online dating. Um, did you ever got, did you ever do online dating? I did you ever like have any like crazy, like, 
like people showed up not what you thought it was going to be? I never actually went on any date. A yeah. friend of mine and I, we just, yeah, you know. Did it for fun? It was just like for fun, but. I love to, man, I love to just went on any date. troll people. I, I feel like there's people that have to do it just for fun. Oh, They'll for be sure. like, yeah, I'm they're a called, they're six, called predators. You know, <laughs> 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 that's true that's not where I was going with this I know I'm not trying to do that I meant more <laughs> innocently yeah, right. um, you know I'm like a six foot four jacked you know right. model and I just show yeah. up like six foot two you're like well listen I've lost a little form but I, yeah, can get yeah, it I still got it you know yeah. it's under there yeah I think but. it'd be great like <laughs> That's that was amazing. That was a that's a podcast highlight. That's amazing. Just <laughs> um, the intro. Just the intro. People <laughs> be like, "What is Wait, this about?" Dating, fitness, and predators. Got it. Okay, <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Um. So, okay, I can't remember. Okay, so I guess let's transition into fad diets a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I think that was super helpful in a couple ways. So point number one is if you, it's not a valid excuse to just say I have a slow metabolism. Like right. that's not a that's not a valid thing. You might have a slower metabolism, but that is could be genetic, but it doesn't mm. have to stay there. And right. it can always be improved. Right. The more you work out, the more muscle you have, all that the way you eat, right. all that stuff will help your body naturally burn fat moving forward. Yeah. Which is why, to your point, the people that are in shape, it's easier for them to stay in shape mm-hmm. because they've created those habits. Yep. They've they've uh, created those eating habits, those working out habits, and then their body starts working with them and yep. for them. Yep. Um, and so uh, versus when you eat really unhealthy, your body is kind of working against you yep. in a way, right? Yeah, it'd be, it's another illustration would be just in like the um, like business world. If, if you're somebody who's just starting out and you're looking at somebody who's got, you know, their money working for them mm. and they've got advertisement, they got the, and it's like, it just compounds. Like, oh, well, I'm at a disadvantage because I don't have this or I don't have any money. It's like, well, that person didn't either necessarily when they started out. Yeah, that's so nice. that's a good example. It, it's, and it's not like once you get in shape, it's like, well, I still have a slow metabolism and I'm still, you know, uh, I'm still at a disadvantage. No, it's going to change. Like your advantage changes once you get to that new place. So, mm. um, yeah, so that kind of does play into though the whole fad diet thing, because I think, and this goes to one of the issues and what I try to really help people with isn't just, here's your program, here's your, here's your diet, here's what you do. Because I think that almost plays into what some of the issue is that already exists in the industry. Um, I want to try to help equip people and give them information and knowledge that can help them. Everybody might have a different, slightly different approach to what's going to work for them and what's going to help them. The problem with a fad diet is you're almost misdiagnosing what is getting you results and change. Mm. And and we're almost we all have kind of a common enemy that we almost overlook and we start to look at all these other things and then it gets all it gets all confusing. So <clears throat> if you're looking to lose weight, one of the things you might start doing to look for a solution is, you know, looking for a fad diet, um, you know, what diet works, what diet mm-hmm. causes, and then, you, you know, oh, my friend, they lost a bunch of weight doing the keto diet. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And then, oh, sure enough, you lose a bunch of weight and you're mm-hmm. like, I feel great. The keto diet's the solution. So you could find that in any of them. 
Mm. You can find that with the vegan diet. You can find that with the carnivore diet. You can find that with Whole30. You can find any one of these diets. Magically, you know, people lose a bunch of weight. They feel a lot better. So for one thing, what we need to recognize is there's a common denominator. When you lose weight, you feel better. Yeah. Not necessarily if you eat only meat or if you eat only vegetables or if you do keto or you do or you cut out carbs, you feel better when you lose weight and when you're just healthier. Mm. And so getting there can look a bunch of different ways though. And another thing that is a common denominator is what's being cut out of all those diets. It's not the it's not the meat that you're cutting out. It's not the vegetables you're cutting out if you're doing the carnivore. It's not the it's the processed foods. Mm. that's the big issue. That's the big problem. Mm. And I think maybe why in the industry, these diets uh, catch on so much. And even like it happens with workouts and exercises. Uh, It happens with all sorts of different things. Um, Once you're in shape, you can, you could almost forget how you got there or not even know. A lot of these people just, they just worked out their whole lives and they exercise and they eat healthy and, and, but they're not, they're even misdiagnosing what's getting them the results. Right. They could do a workout. They could put a workout up and say, here's, you know, get jacked like me, do this workout. And people think like, oh, that's how they got jacked. No, that's, that workout's not how they got jacked. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's not like it's not going to benefit you maybe to yeah. start working out and you're going to start seeing results. But, <clears throat> Um, same thing with like a product or a diet, Mm. Hey, do this diet and you're going to get these results. You're going to feel great. You're going to, but we're misdiagnosing what's actually getting the results. Calorie deficit, cutting out processed foods for the most part. I don't even, we'll get to that, but, um, and activity level and, and you add those three things in, but the reason, a couple reasons that isn't a message that is marketed mm-hmm. is because one, what are you selling at that yeah, point? Right. You're just giving people the solution. You're just telling them, Hey, here's how you actually do it. Mm-hmm. But two people don't actually want to hear that. Mm-hmm. You tell somebody that and they go, Oh, cool. Well, they want a genie in the box. They, they want, they want something. Yeah, exactly. They want a very like, Oh, this is a drastic lifestyle change. It's kind of yes. like, they want a date on the calendar where it's like tomorrow I'm starting. And yep. like, this is what my eyes uh, really struggle with. This is like, okay, yep. Monday, November 1st is when I'm starting my new diet. Yep. And they want it to be like a massive, drastic change versus yep. just a slow change process of, of just the way they eat and the way they, they, they move. Yeah, and, and it's okay to do that kind of a thing. And I don't ever tell somebody, if somebody's like, I'm doing keto or I'm doing, I'm not like, well, stop, you know, it's, it's yeah. bad for you. Um, Are there any diets that you're like, you, you don't like? Well, I don't like any of them that, exclude things fully or that, um, are excessive in things. Mm-hmm. So my, sorry, the coffee's making me burp. <laughs> so time and time again, what I've seen to be true is stuff in excess, not good. Mm-hmm. Even healthy things in excess usually has some negative result and exclusion of things that are healthy excluding full food groups, excluding things completely, or even things that aren't healthy. Let's even talk about processed foods for a second because I said I'd get back to that. Fully excluding them. If you can do that and you're okay with that and you're just like, 
I don't need processed foods. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm good with just going the full healthy route. I'm going to do the healthiest possible route. Mm-hmm. The problem is, unless that's something you actually really enjoy, and it's just like, I love doing this, it might not be the healthiest as far as like overall health. Long-term goal. Long-term goal. It might cause some mental instability. It might cause you to create a uh, food eating disorder. A lot mm-hmm. of people get food eating disorders from a lot of these types of diets because they're not learning any kind of moderation with a lifestyle that suits them. They're doing something that works for somebody else that's you know super passionate about it. Mm. And it's, it's uh, almost creating more issues for them. And it's like, oh, it's fixing this thing and it's creating issues over here. And so um, part of the issue is that, you know, cutting something out fully doesn't necessarily, it it might be optimal health. Yeah. But is that actually what most people want? Right. You know, sure, it might sound nice like to think. Well, then it becomes difficult going to people's homes and eating out. Oh, social life is really tough. Yeah. Um, but even even not even that aside, let's say you're in your own home. Do I eat this or this? Well, let me find out which one's the healthiest. Like every yeah. time you're going to do that, like what's the healthiest thing every time? Well, is there anything unhealthy about this? You could and find you a little thing. Yeah, yeah, where do you draw the line? Because you could find a little thing that's unhealthy about everything. Yeah. So now you're getting rid of all, you know, you're not using any kind of sauces. You're not using any kind of additives, nothing. Yeah. Like you're, you're just like, I'm not flavoring any of my food. And I, it's funny, I actually did this. Um, I did a, it wasn't a bodybuilding competition, but it was a uh, kind of like an unofficial one that a guy held. It was just like, it was called Summer Shredding. Okay. Christian Guzman was his name. And um, great name. yeah, it's a great name. Uh, so it was a 90 day competition. And mm-hmm. basically it was just try to get as shredded as you could and right, as right. good a shape as you could. And so I, I was like, I'm, I'm going like the optimal. Yeah. And so I didn't put anything on anything. I ate tuna fish out of a can dry, like three cans a day, every day for 90 days. I was eating dry chicken, dry rice, dry, like everything was just, yeah. I'm not doing anything. And I didn't, I didn't even, you know, I think there was like 20 winners, like 20 places. There was like 26,000 people. Did you notice a difference? It. Oh, yeah. I got a I got a huge huge change, but it was also uh a little unhealthy. Like I got obsessive and I became like very body image focused mm. just in those 90 days. Like it took 90 days for me to become overly obsessive about body image. Yeah. And what it did now, even to this day, that was like in 2017, I think. I'll look back at photos and be like, oh man, looks like so I mean, ah, it looks so good. And and so it's like it's not mentally healthy. And what I had to do to get there, yeah. It's like I'm never gonna be able to do that again. Like I don't even want to. So, right. I look so back now at I'm my comparing photos. to that and it's like Yeah, I look back for my photos from like two thousand nine. <laughs> I'm like fifteen years ago I looked phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like eighteen. So, so just ask yourself what you were doing then and just start doing Play that. Play basketball again. six hours a day. There you go. I was seriously like I mean yeah. like uh, I don't know. That, so that's interesting. I think, did you listen, have you listened to my episode on the carnivore diet? Did you, yeah. did you yeah. listen to that? Yep. Um, I agreed with a lot of things. I yeah. like that he, I like that he was very like, you need to ultimately do what's going to work for you. Yeah. He wasn't just like, this is the way. Yeah. You know? And I, well, and I think the thing I appreciate uh, about Matt, but also it sounds like, um, the, 
There's no specific magic pill out there. Nope. But if you can cut down on like eat more healthy than unhealthy, it's like it's kind of like this simple. And so what my wife and I try to do, it's like, okay, if you're eating out five times a week, mm-hmm. eat out three times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you're eating a bunch of stuff that has sugars in it. Try to eliminate them. Maybe instead of having a bun with your burger, have a burger without a bun. Like just yep. those small changes over time yep. um, can help. I th- Where I've gotten in trouble, so my wife and I did the, the whole 30 diet. Worst 30 days of my life. I would never recommend it on my worst enemy. <laughs> would never do it again. I uh, I can't, like, I, I know we have friends that love it. They keep, like, doing it every, like, like, like a detox, you know, right. which I don't know if that's even a thing, but... Um, I remember after the 30 days, so Whole30 diet's like no sugars at all. Like if it says sugar on a package, you can't get it. Right. No added sugars. No added sugars, yeah. yeah. No uh, no grains, I think, isn't Whole30 actually? Uh, Here, I think it's all Whole Foods, if I remember correctly. So yeah, I think you I, would, I thought it, yeah, it might exclude. Could, I would think it would be simple, any simple carbs, but I would think whole uh, whole grains would probably be fine. Okay, here you go. So no added sugars, real or artificial, no alcohol, no grains. This includes wheat, rye, barley, oats, corn, rice, millet, bulgur. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that's um so it's not the whole foods diet. No, it's, it's different. Yeah. No beans, no dairy, no sulfates or carrigan. <laughs> um, no baked goods, no junk food, no step on scale. So now you're looking at the label for things you don't even know what they mean or even what it so is. So if you can't like, pronounce oh, it, can't it, yeah, if you can't pronounce <laughs> it, you can't have it. Right. And so we did this and then we were done and we celebrated with a pizza Yep. and we both almost threw up Yep. because it'd been 30 days since we've had anything that was in a pizza. Yeah. And I remember telling Anna, I don't ever want to be to the place again where I can't enjoy a pizza without throwing up. Yep. Like, and it sounds super fat to say that, but it's just also like, at some level, I want to find the balance between enjoying my life and being in the best shape possible. Yeah. And getting to the point where I throw up if I eat a slice of pizza is not where how I want to live my life. Well, and that's what people, that's what a lot of people don't understand with some of these diets when they go into them is that it's like a lifelong commitment, some of them, if you really, if you really don't want any negative results from yeah. it. And that's where it's like, oh, that kind of gets your wheels turning. Keto diet. If you're just like, I'm just going to do this for a while, mm. but I'm not really like committed to it, like some of these people who are extreme. The issue is when you go back to adding carbs into your diet, you can actually develop issues because your body, you can get diabetes because your body is like, your pancreas hasn't been processing glucose this yeah. whole time. And so all of a sudden your body's like, what's going on? And- so, you know, there's there's negative potential effects anytime, again, you do extremes. Mm. And and one of the ex- negative effects of extremes, even if it's a workout thing where it's like, I'm doing this extreme workout, you know, P90X, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, I did it when I was young. I thought it was, it was fun, whatever. But I was also pretty active. It sounds like at that age, you were yeah. still fairly active. Very active. If you're somebody who's just starting out, Part of the problem with a lot of these diets, a lot of these um, workout plans, we'll use the marathon. I, I use this one a lot because I think for some reason we just it clicks easier for us. Mm-hmm. If the marathon runner is creating a program for somebody to, hey, here's how you, you know, train for a marathon, 
they're either a they're writing it for you got to decide is this program written for somebody who's just starting out yeah or is it written for somebody who's where they're at because if you're trying to jump into <clears throat> uh you know an extreme diet or an extreme workout program and you've done nothing you're going to get big results mm. but you're also going to not probably be able to maintain it and what happens when you go back to what's normal for you. Even if you go back to not as bad, like, hey, I'm not going to do as bad as I was. You're still going to put stuff back on. You're still going to undo a lot of the effects because you went so extreme. <clears throat> and um, I was going to say something with that. So if you are ready, so like for me, let's just say, yeah. I've been exercising, you know, my whole life basically. So for me, if I want to drop down, you know, some extra uh, fat or something, and I want to maintain my muscle, or if I want to put on muscle, let's say, I am going to have to do a more extreme version. Sure. Because my body's adapted. It's used to these things. You don't have to do that much when you start out. So, mm. so why it's like people want something extreme because for some reason it's hard to just almost, I don't know if it's hard to believe that uh, just a small like it's change. it's not worth it unless, unless yeah. you, it's like, I need to be all in. I need to be massive life change, massive schedule right. change, or it's not going to work. Right. But it's ironic because you actually hurt your, your, uh, I wrote, I wrote an article. I forget what it's titled, but I can look it up, but you actually hurt your long-term results when you do extreme mm -hmm. fast. So like, let's just say you lose you know, you do a 30 day challenge and you just lose okay. a ton of weight right. right away. Your metabolism actually slows and you actually, you don't, you don't, uh, continue to get that same return on mm. weight loss over time. Interesting. Like you'll, you'll start losing less weight as time goes on. And so by the end, let's just say you're, you get, you have a weight goal. Yeah. How long it's going to take you to get there. If you lose a ton of weight up front, is going to take a lot longer than if you just go, I'm just losing, you know, a pound a week wow, or something like that. You'll just consistently lose a pound a week, pound a week, pound a week. And you'll get to your goal and it might take six months versus it might take 10 months when you do this huge extreme. amount up front because then you have to keep going more extreme, more extreme, more extreme. Mm -hmm. And there's a diminishing return that happens. So it ends up taking longer yeah. to get results when you start out so extreme. It's almost like a train. You know, a train slowly gets going and, the, you know, if you conserve coal in the train and it, it gets faster, right. faster, faster. But if you try to get the train going yep. as fast as possible, you're going to run out of fuel yep. at some point and the train's going to slow down, yeah. you know, quicker. But if you allow the momentum to slowly take over, your body, your body will slowly get used to where you're going yep. and start supporting you. It's the adapt. It's the adaption. Mm. And so it's the same thing with working out. If you go into the gym tomorrow and you're just like doing somebody's program who's been working out for six years, your body, you, you're going to get some quick results, but your body's going to adapt quickly mm. to what you're doing. And you're going to, you're actually going to hurt your chances of more results. Whereas if you just slowly increase one pound at a time, yeah. Hey, I can move up now next week and I can slowly move up and slowly move up. You're going to just keep increasing, keep increasing. Yeah. And you're going to see more growth, more change in a shorter period of time mm. than if you just go, and head first extreme. Mm -hmm. One of the things um, that's that's really interesting. I think it's encouraging to me and a lot of people. It's it's the allow yourself time to be consistent. You don't need to see yeah. the results in two weeks or even a month. 
you know, have yourself like a year goal and be slowly consistent and then have checkpoints right throughout that year and just kind of yeah. see how you're doing. Um, one thing that I think is an interesting topic of conversation is the American, I guess, what's allowed in our food. Yeah. Like, um, I, I don't know. I get weirded out when the FDA allows things that are banned in like third world countries. Right. What is your, I mean, we can get conspiracy theory if you want. What, like, <laughs> why would do you know why there's so much crap in our food like what's your personal like is it solely not like just monetary they're just trying to that's your feeling oh yeah i think so uh processed foods didn't really come on the scene big until um after i think it was world war ii they had like the you know the canned foods and stuff for yeah. the soldiers and so right after all that, it became like a marketing tool. Mm. Like, oh, you know, it was like a cool thing almost. And so start marketing this processed foods to people and it's, oh, it's convenient. It's like spam or whatever yeah. back then. Yeah. And so, you know, did they know it was unhealthy? Probably. I, I would assume so. So <laughs> they're, they're marketing it though, but they're not telling, it's like cigarettes or yeah. a lot of these other things, right? Okay, come on. They knew it was unhealthy, right. but they're, they're trying to make a buck. They're trying to make money. Other people weren't privy to it yet. So we can get away with it right now. So that makes some money. In turn, America becomes obese mm -hmm. and extremely unhealthy, which look at what that does for healthcare. Yep. Right? Look yep. at what it does for supplement company, fitness industry. Right. The amount of money that comes from people being unhealthy yeah. is, I mean, I, I, the fitness industry alone, it's yeah. like. $30 billion industry or something like that. It's insane. So yeah, there's a study. I can't remember. I'll, I'll try to find it. But basically it was the whole, like the premise of doctors don't want you to be healthy. Like, like pharmaceutical companies cannot stand healthy people. So if you can create a world where you have unhealthy people, mm -hmm. you're going to make money forever. Yeah. And it sometimes feels like we are just living as like rats in this, like this, lab. like lab. Yeah. And, uh, um, and it's that like, and it, it's like why it's so expensive to buy organic food. And then even organic food isn't really organic food. And like, right. sometimes they'll slap a oh, label, yeah. you know, label on it and it, it's just, they right. just increase still the price. processed, just not as processed. highly processed. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, uh, another thing, um, you know, I, so I guess what I was going to say is I don't, I'm not necessarily about the government saying like, this can't be in foods mm -hmm. or this, you know, regulating everything. I don't want necessarily more regulation personally, but I think it should be very clear knowledge and information. Like to what's people. in the food, right? Yeah. People should know, like <laughs> it's your choice if you want to go, you know, put yeah. something terrible in your body. Right. But I think where it's hard is we, we grew up putting terrible things in our body, not knowing, mm. and now we're addicted to it. Yeah. even if we don't want to admit it or say that. Yeah. And that's a lot. Like, <laughs> it's not fair if you're given heroin and yeah. you're told it's really, you know, it's, oh, this is this great. Is good Try it. You. Now yeah. you're addicted to it. Or it's like it. back when cocaine was in Coke. Yeah, right. right? And yeah. now you're addicted to it. And now now you're finding out it's unhealthy. And you're like, are yeah. you serious? Like, I'm already, like, well, how, also how am I supposed to change my lifestyle? The monopoly of the food industry. Like, you used to, oh, be yeah. to go to your local butcher shop and get fresh, like, meat mm -hmm. that they literally slaughtered that morning, you right. know? And now because of the monopoly on the food industry, yeah. like you can't, it's, it's not price 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not feasible for the average person right. to buy food like that. Yeah. It's not even available right. half the time right. to buy food just locally from a butcher shop. Because right. to me, that's the one of the biggest issues is the monopoly of the food industry is the yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Like, is the Walmart to the world. Like, the right. conven- you know, it used right. to be, hey, your local butcher has food from the farmer mm-hmm. that he sent pigs over in the morning and now you have fresh yeah. meat. Now it's like, that's the most unheard of thing, like, for the average person. Now for you sure. buy, go to Walmart and get pr- processed lunch meat and that's and, your And meat. part of the problem is we're such consumers. And so, and, and you know, there's even conspiracy theories on that. I don't even know that you call it conspiracy theories, but there's, like, literature showing conversations of, you know, if we can basically turn people into consumers, like yeah. right there, you've got, look at all the money. And so we're, we're consumers, we're instant gratification, we're all these things. And so the problem partly is there wouldn't even be the, but that your local butcher wouldn't even be able to keep up. Right. And, and people now it's like, they want to just get an app and like have their groceries delivered to them yeah. even. And so the convenience factor, the amount that we consume. Yeah. It's like, that's why, you know, the, the vegans who are <laughs> against all the, the farming and the way it happens. And I, I am too, like, I don't like it when animals are just packed all in jam yeah, packed and right, right, processed right. the way they are. I don't think anyone feels good about that. No, nobody no. feels good about that. But the reason that exists is partly because of us as the consumers that we consume so much, it's just yeah. like, and we're so wasteful too with, with a lot. And so I think, you know, the way you can help isn't necessarily, well, I don't, I don't eat meat anymore. I don't yeah. do this, but you can, you can be less wasteful. You can, if you're, if you are being a little healthier, you know, that's going to help in ways too. But I think that, you know, they definitely, they definitely want, um, they want us to continue to consume the way we yeah. do. They want the, you know, we we're we're almost like, I don't want to say formed in a way, but it's like we're we're being formed. <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, you know it's it's a interesting conversation to have on the obesity in America and why it's so so like astronomically more than any other country. Oh, yeah. Like to the point that it's weird. It's not even that it's like you know. Um, like oh we're a little fatter it's like the whole world looks at america's like fat people like oh, yeah. everyone does yeah. and it's like that's weird to me mm-hmm. at least for me to go okay now is it culture is it the fact that there's a lot more sitting yes all that stuff but that's true in european countries too like right. they, they sit at, at jobs but they also don't have the culture of eating as much as we do and like my wife went to uh italy mm-hmm. france went to france or italy I remember. I think, I think France. Anyway, but she was like mentioning how much like pastries and stuff they ate there, but everyone was skinny. Yeah. And it was, I think solely just on what's in the pastries. Like even there, it's, it seems like it's not as processed and stuff here, but that's a, this is a podcast that we need to do a a, a podcast on like this. Cause it seems to me that if you can create unhealthy people, you create a monopoly and you just create customers. Like you literally just create customers for Insulin, you create customers right. for uh, uh, supplements, mm-hmm. drugs, and then oh, and yeah. then like weight loss drugs are huge right now. Mm-hmm. So pharma is like all over this. Thing, it's man. it's like uh, you know we always think of it, and I think people are 
very quick to think of it with like sickness, you know, like, like COVID or something like that. Oh, you know, they create a disease so they can sell you a vaccine. It's like the, uh, which, which I don't it? disagree. It's like a lot of movies and stuff, you know. <laughs> which like, I uh, don't disagree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I am legend or whatever. Yeah, like, right. Oh, like, so. Worst part of that movie is when the dog died. Oh, this, I so can't sad. do it. It's so sad. Sam. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, though, you know, we think of it with that stuff, but that's exactly what I think is going on in the yeah. health industry. It's we make you fat and then yeah. we give you the solution. But why aren't they giving you the actual solution? Yeah. Why aren't they just teaching you how to be, again, it's Working like going out. back to the original yeah. thing. Because it, it's where it frustrates me more is I obviously, it's like I know it happens in the health industry where the solution they're giving you isn't, hey, go exercise, go to, because- It's a Band-Aid. It's, it's a Band-Aid. Yeah, they, yeah, they want the money. And all the other negative side effects that come with it, but where it frustrates me more is that the fitness industry has now mm. adopted that model, but it's through this fad diet, this supplement, this mm. whatever. And not all those things are in and of themselves bad. always bad, yeah. but it's not, it's, it's, you're almost lying about what the solution is, or yeah. at best, you're not even yeah. really clear it's on what like the solution is. It's almost like you're saying is. the solution requires you to spend money, which is not, right. which is not the case. No. Um, if it helps a little bit, if it gives you a little extra accountability or yeah. whatever, like, great. But, um, yeah, I did a video just, it was just like a short, it wasn't like a whole thing, but I think I just used the illustration of, um, it'd be like if somebody went on a diet, like a new diet, I said, I could create a new diet that yeah. only yellow, uh, food, only eat yellow food. Yeah. You know? And then somebody's like, Oh, okay. I can only eat yellow food and they do it. But it, if it cuts out processed food in the process, it'll too, work. You cut out processed food and only eat yellow food. Yeah. They're going to lose a lot of weight. But what are they going to go tell their friend? It was the yellow food. I ate yellow food. And yeah. that's how I, and that's where the issue lies is mm. people don't even know what got them the results really. And then yeah. they start telling this person and that person. And so now all of a sudden you've got all these fad diets, all these different things. People are making a lot of money. Yeah. And the people who are doing the diets are either A, not going to do that for the rest of their life. Right. And then they're going to bounce right back because they didn't learn how to oh, actually why. get results. Yeah, the yeah. why behind why they got the results. So they didn't learn how to actually maintain those mm. without doing whatever this person sold me. Mm. So now I'm stuck. Yeah. I either got to come back to you again and give you more money. That's what they want. Or I just don't get the results. Yeah, I think one of my biggest frustrations right now, because yours is with the fitness industries, mine with is with doctors themselves when it comes to weight loss and when it comes to just even depression. I think so... Uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I know why everyone's quote unquote all depressed now, but like we are living in a world where there are more Americans that identify as depressed than ever in the history of the world. Right. Right. Which coincides with social media technology and lack of exercise. Yeah. And so, you know, I went to the doctor, um, when I was having some health issues and I was explaining, Hey, this is what's going on, doc. Like, I feel I'm, like I'm gagging a lot. Like I'm, I'm like, pretty much like dry heaving like 50, 50 times a day. Like it was right. like, I, it was really bad. And he's like, are you stressed? I'm like, well, I own two businesses. You know, I own two insurance agencies. He's like, yeah, I'm a little stressed, you know? And he's like, well, I can give you uh, some stress relief pills. Yeah. Like, okay. I didn't go to the doctor because I was like, that wasn't even right. like remotely why. He was looking for something. He was literally being like, hey, are you stressed? Which again, <laughs> Stress can cause acid reflux. Stress can right. can cause health issues. But 
And then and then he and then there was a couple. And he's like, and I can give you a pill for the nausea, and I can give you a pill for this. And I literally look at him, and I was just like, Doc, I want you to fix me. Like, what's right. wrong with me? Right. I, I'm not taking any of your like medications. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving there, and I'm like, dude, this is why America. So many Americans are on antidepressants. It's like they literally go to the doctor because. They're not working out. They're eating like crap. They're sleeping like crap. They're on their phone 24-7 scrolling through mindless shorts. So they're miserable. Mm -hmm. And really all the doctor needs to tell them is, are you exercising? Are you sleeping well? Are you eating well? Mm -hmm. I bet, and this is not to be insensitive to anyone who's really going through dark valleys right now. That's that's not the goal. But it wouldn't shock me, Mm -hmm. coming from a very novice, you know, person in this field, if over 50% of quote unquote people on antidepressants, if they just subscribe to healthy active living, mm-hmm. less screen times, less social media, yep. that their depression would magically go away. And it's, it's I, and again, I'm not blanket state meaning that, because I understand there's people that really struggle. Right. But I'm like, dude, those drugs can be very damaging and long-term addicting yeah. that I would love for the, the, the pharmaceutical and the doctor field to say, hey, we start you on this program first. This, 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 this. You do all these things. Okay, fine. Here's this after you've done this for six months or whatever. Yeah. But that's not what's happening. Right. And I think that's the the scary part about like, it makes me not, and I'm not even a conspiracy, like I'm not even like a, you know, but it's made me the older I've gotten not trust any doctor because of how quick they are right. to just prescribe, prescribe something. And it's what they know. Yeah, it's what they it's know what they to taught. do. It's what they've been taught to do. So you can't prescribe something that you haven't been taught or told to prescribe. Yeah. And so they're they're doing what they believe is yeah. you know they're supposed to do and what's anxiety to help. equals this medication. Right. Weight loss equals this medication. Right. This and there are the- and there are doctors who will, you know, tell you otherwise too. They don't they're not as quick to do that. Um but yeah, I think your best bet is to go to a nutritionist first. If you're having some of those different, you know, things that you even mentioned, like the acid reflux, the this or that leaky gut, whatever it is, it's like a lot of those things come from a lot of the foods. Yeah. And that's why, again, when people go on some of these diets, those things magically kind of seem to go away. But yeah, um, yeah it's it's a uh, common denominator isn't isn't the specific diets, the processed foods, it's the calorie intake and the, yeah. the exercise. But um, it's interesting you kind of bring up that point going into kind of the depression stuff because – I will say, um, and I don't say this to like discourage anybody, but there is a danger on the flip side. Mm. If you have unhealthy tendencies and why you're, it depends on why you're depressed and what is kind of causing that. If if it's truly just like there's something chemical, you know, imbalance going on and yeah, then definitely exercise, nutrition, that stuff could help. If it's something like, I'm searching for purpose and meaning. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, you're not going to find that through a body or through looking a certain way or feeling a certain way. And so there is that danger too. And you kind of have to identify why am I in this place? Because if it's, if it is just, I don't know what's going on. Like Mm -hmm. I just, something seems off where it's like I get seasonal depression or it's a chemical imbalance or something like that. I think there's definitely you know, solutions to be had. If it's like, 
I'm, I feel purposeless. Mm-hmm. You know, you might need to find Jesus. And yeah. That'll, that'll fix yeah. the problem. But right. you're not going to fix that through, you're going to go the other extreme of now you're going to become obsessive compulsive. Yeah. You're going to have body dysmorphia. You're going to have an eating disorder. Yeah. Because you're trying to find purpose and meaning through mm. exercising, through eating a certain way. And sometimes those people become the most obsessive mm. and to an unhealthy point. And, and so that, that's where health too, you know, kind of switching over a little, Yeah, it has different meanings. It doesn't, and that's why, you know, I kind of say, I mentioned optimal health. Yeah. The reality is we're all going to die. Right. Everybody's going to die. You know, we could die tomorrow. Your ultimate goal can't be, I'm, I'm going to have the best diet and exercise, you know, to the optimal amount to where I can be this optimal specimen that lives forever. You know, it's Mm. it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Um, and it, there's people that I've known that some of the healthiest people, they get cancer, they get something else that, mm. you know, a tumor or a brain aneurysm. And so we can't control those things. I think you can do your best to, you know, yes, if you're, if you're clearly excessive, yeah, it's probably going to result in, uh, you know, issues yeah. at some point. Right. But um, you still have to live life. Yeah. You still have to, you know, we, we, we're not, ult- we're not just like trying to preserve ourselves. We, we shouldn't drive mm-hmm. cars. Ultimately, if yeah. we're, if we're really worried about self-preservation, yeah. you probably shouldn't get behind a wheel. Yep. Um, so, you know, you have to ask yourself, what's my real goal here? Mm. What am I trying to actually achieve? Um, because those types of things people don't always think about. And so then when you start on a diet or you start on a workout, if you haven't figured out your why and mm. what it's about, it could be one, you could just not stick with whatever it is you're trying to do because it might not match up. Yeah. If you're doing some obsessive person's diet plan and you're not like that worried about it, it's like, I just want to be a little healthier. Yeah. You're not going to stick with that. That's not going to work for you. Right. If you're... On the other hand, um, you know, way more on the, I'm super, I want to be super healthy and Mm -hmm. really extreme. You're going to have the same issue if you're trying to do some more, you know, uh, I call it flexible dieting. Yeah. I I don't call it. It's like what it's called. So if you're trying to do more of a flexible style, I personally think it's usually the best option for people is let's find a flexible style that works for you. It's maintainable. Maintainable. Yeah. Something a little bit of nothing's better than a whole lot of, or a little bit of something's better than a whole lot of nothing. So yeah. if we can find a little bit better than where you're at now, great. And that's mm. gonna help you take the next step. And then when you get there, if you're like, hey, you know what? I want to do a little more. Add a little more, add a little more. Yeah. But to just right off the bat jump into something, you know, that you don't even you haven't even really thought through what you're trying to actually achieve and what you want your mm. your lifestyle to look like, and um, you know, figuring out the long game. Then you're just kind of you're gonna do this a lot. Yeah. You're gonna really yo-yo and go up and down and up and down. Mm. So you, you got to make the long-term goal first. What do I want my life to look like? Yeah. And then you work your way back. You work your way back. And even like, why do I want to lose weight? Like, yeah. what's what is it? Because I don't feel good. Right. Is it because you know I'm I want to be here for my children? Right. Is it like what's the even the purpose? Is it is it really just as 
vain or simple as I want to look good for other people. Well, there's probably yeah. a deeper meaning. There's probably yep. even something else that there's a reason why you want to look way past that. Right. Um, but even if that's it, it might be good to, you know, whatever. I just look, just look at the time. Is well, I was actually got to bounce soon, but I was going to really quick, just when we talked about that, it made me think of one of the um, blog posts I wrote. I'm trying to remember the name of it. As you look, yeah. um, Ben, uh, I got so many of me sharing. Um, Ben's wife is pregnant, mm-hmm. so Ben has to go go to an appointment with her soon. So we have like five to six minutes. Did you find yep. the blog post? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's called "Changing Your Mind About Health: No Motivation Needed," and it talks a lot about. I talk a lot about. I say it. You know, I talk a lot about the the why and figuring that out because mm-hmm. if the reason I say no motivation needed. Motivation, it's, you know, it's going to come and go. One morning you wake up, you feel great. You, you don't the next. Yeah. Your why of why you're doing it, if, if, if you haven't really thought through, if you're just trying to lose weight to lose weight or it's just simply body image or whatever else, that might not last for you. But if you're really recognizing the impact it's going to have on other areas, mm. like you, you mentioned exercising three times a week, makes me feel so much better. It helps me be productive in other areas. Right. Uh, you think about your kids, your yeah. potential grandkids down the road, things like that. That stuff can really help you have the discipline and stick with those things and and really think through, okay, what's a good path for me that's going to be a long-term path where I can just have a healthy lifestyle, mm. not just you know lose a bunch of weight real fast and then put it back on. Yeah. But. Well, we'll include the link. If you send that to me, we'll include the link to the blog post in the description so people want to read it, they can check it out. Um, I think for me, this is honestly awesome. We could probably talk for another couple hours. Um, sure. the takeaway for me is a couple things, but number one, it's as simple as why do you want to lose weight? Start there. Mm-hmm. But then also something's better than nothing. If you're listening to this podcast and you really want to lose weight and you haven't known what to do, go for a walk, yep. eat maybe a little less sugar, eat maybe a little less food, mm-hmm. you know, but like, and eat more, eat more healthy food, like mm-hmm. not just. Because people often, oftentimes think it's about eating less food. Usually, you're actually probably not eating enough food. Mm. It's that you're not eating enough of the healthy food, so you don't feel full. Mm. So then you, you snack because you're like, oh, I'm hungry. What do I want? I'll, I'll just munch on this. So if you if you go, I'm going to eat a huge healthy meal, yeah. and I'm just going to eat as much of it as I can, or when the healthy option's available, eat as much as, as you can. If you yeah. know pizza's going to happen tonight, a lot of people will go, oh, I'm storing up my calories, and they don't mm. eat anything all day. But then you overeat the pizza. So instead, eat a huge meal yeah. of healthy food, and now you're going to eat a lot less of yeah. the unhealthy options. So you just have to also increase the amount of healthy mm-hmm. food. And if you're listening to this podcast and you want coaching because you're not sure <laughs> exactly what you should be eating, shouldn't be eating, Ben is definitely someone I'd recommend. Um, ben uh, owns uh, a case-by-case right? Case training. Case training. Yep. Um, he can do virtual trainings. He can do in-person trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely check him out. Ben's socials and information will be in the description of the video. If you want to give him a text, a call, uh, check him out. If uh, you are wanting the take the next step in your fitness journey, I think you heard today, Ben knows his stuff. Ben's passionate about finding something that would work right for you guys. Um, and honestly, I think that it, the average person that can afford it, that has a little bit extra, again, you don't have to spend money, nope. but Ben would be honest with you to say, Hey, like this would be really helpful if you worked with me, or I think mm-hmm. you can do it on your own. Yeah. Ben will do that a hundred percent, um, 
I'm assuming free of charge for that conversation yeah. um, I, to check it out. And I'll just mention too, I I try to, if that's, if people don't, if they know themselves and they're like, I don't want, you know, to just do coaching the rest of my life. Like I try to help, <clears throat> I try to help people, excuse me, get to the point where they can be independent. So yeah. my goal is to help you understand what you need to do to continue on your own. So there's, there's plenty of people who are like, I just like having a coach. I'll always have a coach. Yeah. And that's great. They've, you know, they've trained with a trainer for 20 years. That's just what they want to do. That's fine. And those are, those are great obviously, yeah. but, uh, that's not, you know, my goal isn't how can I keep them? How can, yeah. what can I do to keep this person coming back to me? I'm trying to help people see, oh, here's, here's the actual solution of what I need to do to continue getting results. And then, you know, you can take it from there. So perfect. Well, Ben, I appreciate you coming on this show. This was a blast. I know yeah. it was super early and we made it happen. Um, thank you for the driving. You drove like 45 minutes at like 6 a.m. to be here. So <laughs> I'm sure the listeners are thankful that you came. Thanks for the um, coffee. You're welcome for the coffee. Speaking of coffee, if you want to check it out, uh, the link will be in the description. It supports the show. It supports the local coffee roaster, Cool Beans Coffee. Um, thank you guys for listening to the show. If you haven't yet, subscribe. Also, go check out Ben's socials. Follow him there. He posts a lot of different motivational content, good content as well as just like uh, keeping track of what he's doing. Ben also is an avid hunter. We didn't talk about that too. He has a cool hunting channel, which I will also include in the description if you guys want to check that out. Um, I'm sure you didn't mind that promo um, for, the, for that as well. But thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Dylan England Show. We will see you on the next one. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thanks.